your Bibles this morning, the book of Mark, chapter number 8. Mark, chapter number 8. We'll look together in God's Word. One of the famous stories of Christ feeding the multitude with just a very small portion of bread. And uh, this passage of Scripture has some lessons I think will encourage and help you. We'll look together in Mark, chapter number 8 this morning. The Bible says in verse number 1, In those days the multitude, being very great, and having nothing to eat, Jesus called his disciples unto him and saith unto them, I have compassion on the multitude, because they have now been with me three days and have nothing to eat. If I send them away, fasting to their own houses, they will faint by the way. For diverse of them came from far. And his disciples answered him, From whence can a man satisfy these men with bread here in the wilderness? And he asked them, How many loaves have ye? And they said, Seven. He commanded the people to sit down on the ground. And he took the seven loaves and gave thanks and break and gave to his disciples to set before them. And they did set them before the people. And they had a few small fishes. And he blessed and commanded to set them also before them. So they did eat and were filled. And they took up of the broken meat that was left seven baskets. And they that had eaten were about 4,000. And he sent them away. We just read one of the records of one of Christ's miracles. And the second time that Jesus feeds a multitude of people with a very small amount of food. Earlier in the book of Mark, we have a similar story. There's a great group of people, actually more the first time than this. And a little lad has a lunch. And his lunch is five loaves and of barley and some fish. And God blesses and feeds 5,000 men, not counting the women and children that are around that day. And God proves himself faithful. And once again, we meet up with the disciples facing a very difficult situation, a impossible situation, and God proves himself faithful. There's a question in this text that Jesus asked that I want you to pay close attention to. Verse number 5. The Bible says in verse 5, he asked them, how many loaves have ye? And they said, seven. He asked them, how many loaves have ye? I've said this many times over the years I've been preaching for this pulpit, that Jesus never asked questions because he doesn't know the answer. What question could God, the creator of everything, ask that he doesn't know the answer to? None. So when you read a question that comes from the mouth of the Lord Jesus Christ, you can be sure of something. There is something there that I need to know and learn. And Jesus asked a question as we look at this message today and look at this text today. I want you to ask this question, how many loaves do you have? How many loaves do you have? You can see Jesus ask and hear Jesus ask the question to the disciples, how many loaves do you have? And they say, hey, how many loaves we got? They call a count and in comes the count. We've got seven. And they look at Jesus, they say, seven. Do you really think that the most important thing was how many loaves they had? The answer to that question is no. But it was very important that they asked themselves this simple question, how many loaves do you have? And as we look at this question and thought, I think the pieces will come together towards the end of the message for you to understand why in the world did Jesus ask such a silly question? It wasn't silly at all. There's lots to learn from the question of how many loaves 
do you have? Let's look at this text and look at this story and let's consider some things I think will help us. The first thing I want to think about this morning is one of the first of two points. The first point is this, big problems. Now, what Jesus presents to us and the story in God's Word presents to us is there are big problems. These are serious, big problems. Here's what the Bible says in verse number 1. In those days, the multitude being very great, and having nothing to eat, Jesus called his disciples unto him, saith unto them, I have compassion on the multitude. The first thing we see is a great big problem. We've got a great big crowd and not enough food. We've got a great big crowd and not enough food. I don't know about you, but one of the worst things and one of the most sinking feelings is to plan something and run out of food. And run out of food. I did that years ago when I was at Bowling Springs Baptist Church. I did. We put on this. Uh, we had this event for senior citizens one day. We called it Senior Soup and Singing, and uh, it was really good. I had a singing group come in in the middle of the day, and we had a big soup meal. It's winter time, and uh, we had singing and soup, and we had seniors. And I was so excited. I was at the grocery store early that morning. One of our men. That attended our church, worked at the grocery store, and I was getting the ingredients. I was going to make a pot of soup to contribute, and I was getting the I was getting the ingredients to make a pot of soup. And as I was checking out, he was he was there. I said I said I know you're not going to be able to come to our senior soup and sing, but uh, you want me to bring you some soup after a while? He said, "Boy, that'd be great." I said, "As soon as we get finished, I'm bringing you a bowl of soup." Well, I lied to that man, not on purpose. But we had so many seniors come for the soup and the singing that the soup didn't last. And uh, we, did, we ran out of soup. It was devastating. It was de- if you ever see me over playing for something, it's because I don't want to run out. I did that. And uh, at any rate, you don't want to run out. So we're here in this setting, and you've got uh, thousands of people in a day and age when you couldn't go down the street and go to McDonald's. There was no Grubhub. Uh, there was no uh, drone delivery of food. Uh, it was a hard thing to secure food, especially to secure food for so many people. And so we had thousands of people, and they've been listening to Jesus teach. And now they've started with food, but they've ran out of food because three days have passed. we got a problem. Now the disciples are looking at this problem, and they're looking at the problem like responsible people do. They're like, oh man, I need to try to help. But the situation they found themselves in, they had a big crowd and little supply. How many of you have ever been in a big problem where you have a big need but a little supply? It happens all through our lives. If we're honest, even those folks who've been blessed with abundance of things, we have to acknowledge that there are certain things in our lives that are outside of our control. There are family issues that money can't buy. There are certain things that happen that we can't do on our own. When a child gets sick, there's nothing that you can do about it. It's a heartbreaking, devastating thing where you have to turn to God. And we have a big problem. And big problems are things that God likes to use. Let me tell you something. You can let a big problem make you bitter and angry, but it won't help you or the people around you. But if you'll let a big problem drive you to put your trust in God, to believe in God's Word, if you'll let a big problem let you come to the place where you're going to see and determine to see God faithful through that big problem, let me tell you something. The big problem you're in is going to end up being a big blessing in the end. Wait on the Lord. Trust Him. He's going to be faithful. 
Oh, how many times have we watched wonderful things come out of big problems? And these disciples, they were facing a big problem. It's kind of interesting. When you hear Jesus ask the question, how many loaves do you have? It's almost like he's rubbing it in. (laughs) you got thousands of people that need to eat. All right, how many loaves do you have? Jesus knew how many loaves they had. And they should have known by now that Jesus knew how many loaves they had. They said seven. It's almost like Jesus asked the question. He just rubs it in. (laughs) You guys got problems. (laughs) That wasn't the spirit of the Lord at all. But we see this group of people with big problems. A big crowd and little supply. Look at verse number 2. I love the first part of verse number 2. The Bible says, I, Jesus speaking, have compassion on the multitude. I love to hear that in this verse of Scripture. Jesus says, I have compassion on the multitude. Do you know what Jesus could have said that the multitude, they, they had knew, I mean, it was the culture of the day. They knew that they had to prepare and pack provisions for as long as they were going to stay somewhere. That's just how it had to be. Jesus could look at the multitude and said, you big bunch of dummies. You're still here. You don't have any food. We're in the, multi- we're in the, we're in the wilderness. Serves you right. You made your bed. Sleep in it. Jesus didn't have that spirit about him. I'm thankful. You know what Jesus did? He looked at the multitude who really had made a silly decision to stay in the wilderness and not have enough food and provision to have the strength to get out of the wilderness. Jesus looks at him and he has compassion. Let me tell you something that's really sweet about our Savior. When you do silly, foolish things, God has compassion on you. Aren't you glad? If you've blown it, let me tell you something. God has compassion on you. If you've really royally messed up, God has compassion on you. When you mess up, God has compassion on you. Now look, God's compassion is not licensed to sin, but it is something to remember that God is compassionate and he's willing and he's faithful and he's just forgive me when I mess up. And Jesus looked on this multitude and instead of saying, you big bunch of dummies, you should have brought more food. Jesus said, I have compassion on them. And Jesus is going to meet their need. And Jesus is going to be used of God to meet their need. He says, I have compassion. When we read that phrase, I have compassion, we should be thankful that our Savior has compassion on us even when we make foolish decisions. But we should also be reminded that the same compassion that Jesus has on people, we should have on people also. God help us to be compassionate people. The most non-compassionate people you'll ever meet are folks who've never had to deal with much trouble. When folks who've been through deep trouble and experienced compassion from other people are often very compassionate people. We should have compassion like the Lord did. And Jesus, instead of being angry and bitter and mad because the people had made foolish decisions, the Bible says he had compassion on them. So he had compassion, verse number 2. The Bible says, I have compassion on them because they have now been with me three days and have nothing to eat. The Bible continues, verse number 3. If I send them away fasting to their own houses, they will faint. By the way, that word faint is important. Jesus is saying, look, there are certain of these, this multitude of people, if we send them away fasting, hungry, they're not going to make it home. They're going to die on the way home. He says, we can't, we can't have this. We've got a big problem. <laughs> they have nothing to eat. If we send them away, they're going to die on the way. We have a big problem. There's a great big problem. You know what Jesus did? Jesus asked his disciples a question. How many loaves do you have? Have you ever 
faced a big problem. If something doesn't happen, folks are going to die. If something doesn't happen, I'm going to lose everything. If something doesn't happen, we're not going to be able to make it. If something doesn't change, I'm not going to survive. You've been in situations like that? The disciples were in a situation where they had a great big problem, and Jesus asked a question. I'm thinking, why in the world would you ask a question like this? He says, how many loaves do you have? How many loaves do you have? First of the month's coming. You may ask the question, how much money do I have? The bills are coming due. You look and you say, I've got a week ahead of me that I don't know how I'm going to make it. How much strength do I have? I've got a family situation that's way outside of my control. How much patience do I have? Do you know what? Jesus is asking the question. He's not asking the question to highlight how much you can do with seven loaves. Jesus is asking the question with a very specific purpose. His specific purpose is to remind his disciples of his faithfulness. Look what the Bible says in verse number 4. The problem continues. His disciples answered him, From whence can a man satisfy these men with bread here in the wilderness? The problem continues. And the disciples say, Where, How can a man possibly provide the needs of all these people out here in the wilderness? Now, the disciples have the kind of mentality that we do. We look at the problems, the big problems in life, and we think, how in the world can a man do this? You can see the disciples, they are so focused and so fixed on what they can provide, what they can do, what they have. That they look at Jesus and says, how can a man provide this? How can a man do this? And you might get to the place sometimes where your problems are so big. How can a man possibly get through this? How can a man do this? How can, a man, how can anybody expect a man to do this? How can anybody expect a man to provide this? How can anybody expect a man to be able to make it? in this kind of pressure, with this kind of problems. The disciples were thinking the way we often do. We think, oh man, how am I going to make it? Well, I'm just going to tell you something. You're probably not going to be able to make it in your own strength. You need God. They said, from whence can a man satisfy these men with bread in the wilderness? Here's another thing I think pretty interesting. These disciples says, how can a man satisfy these men? You know what they're thinking? How in the world can I please all these people? <laughs> you know what I'd tell the disciples? You can't. You can't. You can't please all these men. You can't satisfy all these men. You can't be everything for everybody. You cannot meet the need. But there's still a need. I think about the ministry of a church. I think about the multitudes of people who need to hear the gospel and need to be saved. I think about so many uh, marriages that need counseling and so many people that need help and so many children that need reach and so many folks who are struggling that need help. And I think, my, I say, Lord, how can a man do all this? And God says, a man can't do all that, but I can help you. And God will help you. And God will help us to do his work. Big problems. He said, how can a man satisfy these men with bread here in the wilderness? We see 
the disciples, the guys that we should have, the multitude should have been able to turn to that had great faith in God. Now, look, folks, I know you're hungry, and I know we have a need. Let's turn to Jesus. He can help us. These disciples, they were, they were standing with Jesus, and Jesus is in their presence, and these disciples are like, how can I do this? How can a man do this? And I think so often we try to weigh, carry the weight of the world on our shoulders when Jesus is right there wanting to help us. We try to carry the weight of the world, and we try to to conquer everything in our own strength when Jesus wants to help you. These disciples, they're stressing. I'm sure none of you have ever stressed over anything. They're stressing over the great need, the big problems. And the Lord's going to teach them a valuable lesson. The lesson the Lord's going to teach them, it starts with this question. How many loaves do you have? You see, Jesus has said, how many loaves do you have? And the first question, the first thing they come back with, we got seven. And it's almost like you can see their blood pressure rising. You can see their eyes getting a little more bloodshot. You can see the stress uh, on their faces. They said, we've got seven loaves of bread and 4,000 people that are starving. And you've already said, Lord, if they go on this journey out of the wilderness, people are going to die. We've got seven. The question is, how many do you have? How many loaves do you have? Seven. That's all. we got seven. You know what? If you look at your supply throughout life as your hope, you're going to find out most of your life is going to be consumed with worry and fret. If you're honest, you know that you don't have what all it takes to make it through all of life. You don't. If you look at your supply and you ask yourself, how many loaves we have? How much money do we have? How much strength do we have? How much health do we have? How much time do I have? The answer to all those things comes back short of the need. We need help. We need help. Why did Jesus ask them, how many loaves do you have? I'll just tell you, it wasn't to rub in to their hide that they didn't have enough that they'd messed up that the multitude had failed he asked them a question how many loaves do you have to remind them of something that he'd already done I want you to keep your finger in Mark chapter 8 and turn back a page or two to Mark chapter number 6 you see this is the second time the disciples have been faced with a similar situation there's a great multitude of people in Mark chapter number 6 that Needed to be fed. The Bible says in Mark chapter 6 verse 34. Jesus when he came out saw much people. And was moved with compassion toward them. Because they were a sheep not having a shepherd. And he began to teach them many things. And when the day was now far spent. His disciples came unto him and said. This is a desert place. And now the time is far past. Send them away that they may go into the country round about and into the villages and buy themselves bread, for they have nothing to eat. He, he answered and said unto them, Give ye them to eat, you feed them. And they say unto him, Shall we go and buy two hundred penny worth of bread and give them it? We don't have enough money to buy them bread. Verse 38, pay close attention. He saith unto them, How many loaves have ye? 
Have you heard that question before? How many loaves? He says, disciples, how many loaves do you have? He says, go and see. And when they knew, they say, five and two fishes. And he commanded them to make all sit down by companies upon the green grass. And they sat down in ranks by hundreds and by fifties. And when he had taken the five loaves and two fishes, he looked up to heaven and blessed and broke the loaves and gave them to his disciples and set them before them. And the two fishes divided he among them all. Verse 42. And they did all eat and were filled. And they took up twelve baskets full of the fragments and of the fishes. And they that did eat of the loaves were about five thousand men. You know what he did? Those disciples had been in a situation just like this. Mark 8 is, is, has something that has already happened. And when they came to this moment where there were great problems, they thought, how in the world are we going to feed this multitude of people? Do we, we don't have enough money. We don't have 200 penny worth of money to buy bread. We can't feed this multitude with the means that we have. We can't take care of these folks. Jesus says, you give them to eat. And Jesus asked them a question. How many loaves do you have? What did they come back with? They came back, well, there's a lad here, a little lad. His mama was smart enough to bring him, send him some extra food. He has five loaves and two fishes. Jesus said, bring them here. Jesus blessed it and break it. The disciples distributed it. And the miracle of God's blessing happened. That multitude of 5,000 men, not counting the women and children, they ate till they were filled The Bible says that they picked up the fragments that remained and there was 12 baskets full left over. And a few days down the road, the Lord Jesus is reminding his disciples they've got a big problem. Now there's 4,000 people. That's less than the first time. There's 4,000 people that need to be fed. There's a big problem. And Jesus asked them a question. What do you ask? How many loaves do you have? And at first, the disciples fell into the same trap. They said, we've got seven, but I don't know about you, but when I read this verse of Scripture, I can watch the demeanor of God's children change. Jesus asked the question, how many loaves you have? How many loaves we have? Somebody calls back, we got seven. They say, we got seven. And then you can watch the disciple from, oh, what a problem. I don't know how we're going to feed these people. You can watch their countenance kind of begin to lighten. How many loaves we have? We've got seven. How many loaves? We have? Ha! We got seven. How many loaves you have? Hey, we got seven. And you can watch their demeanor change, and you can watch them experience and remember God has been faithful in the past. We've got seven. I've seen God do more with less. We got it made. We got seven now. God's going to be faithful. You know what we're tempted to do? We always ask, "How many loaves we got?" There's not going to be enough money. There's not going to be enough energy. There's not going to be enough strength. I'm not going to be able to navigate all the pitfalls of trying to help my family. I'm not going to be able to survive. I'm not going to do this. We're not going to be able to accomplish the work of the gospel in our community. Ah, problems. And God says, how many loaves do you have? And he asked that question to prompt our, our memory of the times in the past that God has been faithful when we didn't think we had enough, but God was faithful. How many loaves do you have? What does it do? It reminds me that it doesn't depend on me after all, but I can trust in the Lord.
How many loaves do I have? I'll just tell you. It's not enough to meet the need. But God is enough to meet the need. And I can trust in Him. How many loaves do you have? I'll tell you how many I've got. i got all I need in the sufficiency of the Lord Jesus Christ. And when you're looking at the big problems, when you're looking at the big problems, and there's a bunch of them in there, and all God's people said, Amen or Oh me. When you're looking at the big problems, you remember something. God is sufficient. The Lord Jesus Christ is enough. You can trust Him. You can trust Him. You can trust Him. You can trust Him. Don't quit on God. Keep trusting the Lord. And when you start to think about how how poor the supply is in light of the need, you remember God is faithful. Trust Him. He's going to help you. He's going to be so good to help you. Trust in the Lord. What was Jesus teaching his disciples? He was teaching them, hey, look, it don't matter if it's seven or 700. I'm going to meet your need. Do you know what also the Bible teaches? God doesn't only meet our need. He exceeds our need. He's good to us. The Bible says this in verse number six. He commanded the people to sit down on the ground. He took the seven loaves and gave thanks. You know what Jesus did? He gave thanks for the seven loaves he had. When's the, you know, we, we spend a lot of time worried about what we don't have, worried about what we might not have. And Jesus shows us something that we should practice. Jesus thanked the Lord for what he already had. He gave thanks and break. And gave his disciples to set before them. And they did set them before the people. The disciples obeyed the Lord. Distributed what they had. Gave what they had. And God blessed. The Bible says in verse 7. They had a few small fishes. He blessed and commanded to set them also before them. The Bible says verse 8. So they did eat and were filled. And they took up of the seven broken, of the, of the broken meat. That was left seven baskets. Now, this is kind of fun. Seven baskets. The word baskets in Mark chapter number 6 and the word baskets in Mark chapter number 8 are different. They describe different types of baskets. The 12 baskets full in Mark chapter number 6 would have been baskets like a lunch basket, a wicker basket that would have been the size to carry a lunch in. And after the feeding of the multitude with the little lads lunch, the five loaves and two fishes. The Bible says there were 12 baskets, lunch baskets full, which is amazing because they ended with more than they started with. That's how God works. The word baskets in Mark chapter number 8 is kind of interesting and sweet. They had seven baskets full. The word baskets here is the kind of basket that you could fit a man in. Have you seen these great big Middle Eastern baskets that they put a large harvests in? A big basket, the size of a basket put a man in. The Bible says that was the kind of basket. When they finished spreading out the seven loaves and a few fish, the Bible says there were seven big, giant baskets full left over. God's supply is sufficient. And you can trust Him. You can trust Him. You see... Instead of asking, how many loaves do I have? Like, oh, man, I don't have enough. How many loaves do I have? Oh, man, I can't survive. How many loaves do I have? Oh, the problem's too big. You remember something. For all of our big problems, we have a big God. 
And our big God can be trusted. So when you start to ask yourself, how many loaves do I have? You remember something. God has done more with less. And I can trust him. I can trust him. I can trust him. I can trust him. How many loaves do you have? The disciples found a lot of hope in that little question. When they remembered what God had done in the past. And knew that God would be faithful again. That's how God works. He's faithful. Let's pray.